Once upon a time, there was a smart young girl woman named Sandy who went to an Ivy League school. She grew up and moved to Brooklyn where she started posting every day on the internet with a liberal feminist bent. But I took her away from all that and now she works for me. I do not work for you. My name is Andrew and this is We've Got Issues. The point of this uh, podcast, uh, as you've heard from the intro, is that um, Xanthi likes to post on the internet, and uh, sometimes I'm arguing with her, sometimes I'm arguing with her entire audience. Yes. And, um, but uh, it, I thought it might be interesting if we took that face-to-face and kind of talked about some of the stuff that we uh, wind up arguing about online. Yeah. We thought we'd just have the arguments in person instead and let you guys listen in. Um, so with that, uh, it's been an unbelievable week, right? Uh, pretty crazy. And uh, some of which is kind of related to the stuff we tend to argue about and some of which is above and beyond. And, uh, and it's funny, I think this week in particular, like, was probably the most intrusive social media had ever kind of gotten for me, where I spent more time... It was very hard to drag yourself away. Thinking about trying to solve the problems of gun control and all these things, which, you know, frankly, I'm not going to be able to solve. We as a country may not be able to solve those problems. I'm certainly not going to be able to. But nevertheless, I put a lot of cycles into it. Absolutely. No, I think the thing that you and I are going to be more focused on is um, trying to have a conversation about the stuff that we disagree on, because we do actually probably agree on many things. Uh, but as we've learned mostly through our Facebook interactions, we also disagree on so, quite a lot. So we'll see. So uh, so the, here was the, I thought, the, the most interesting story today, which um, is the Harvey Weinstein story. Yeah, literally breaking this morning in the New York Times. And it's interesting in a couple of different ways. Uh, one, uh, obviously, you know, it is this sort of same narrative of a powerful person like Bill O'Reilly. Powerful man. Uh, man, yes. Uh uh, like Bill O'Reilly, um, you know, uh, having uh, coercing women into into uh, things that are uh, uncomfortable, sexual harassment, and so forth. Unprofessional, demeaning, frightening. However, right. you want to characterize it. And and so it's all of that. And at the same time, it is um, a, a story about a guy who is like a liberal lion, right? Who yes. is a uh, New York um, big New York donor and. You know, and I think one national, of the questions... National donor. He's yeah. a big Hillary Clinton supporter. And so I think it's, you know, I, there's a lot of different interesting aspects of this. What Do you think, first of all, that the reason he got away with this for so long was because he was liberal and because he was pro-women? Or be, was it something else? Uh, I think the reason he got away for uh, with this for so long is the same reason that all these men, uh, Bill Cosby uh, is one we didn't mention, got away with um, their behavior for so long. Um, and it didn't have anything to do with who his friends are, or who he gives money to. I think what's interesting is the way that his response and the way the kind of team that he's pulled around him to handle this issue now that the New York Times is reporting on it, that is definitely informed by being a quote unquote liberal. Um, well, and they also said that like his settlements were like ma- were a lot less. He was paying very, very oh, little really? money. Yeah, I like the, they said that basically, you know, the. Um, Six-figure settlements. Yeah. Yes, which is small in light of uh, in light of what he's been accused of. Although, I mean, again, he's not actually accused of rape, uh, which was another another story that was right. in the news. Another liberal lion, two right? Two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, it's it, his misbehavior is more along those lines. Although he's obviously a lot more powerful than uh, 
even Louis C.K., who I like a lot. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I you know maybe this is just that you know chickens are coming home to roost on all of these guys, and you know they're they're just going to go after them, yeah. um, and it's all going to come out. And I I think that would be great. Um, I do think. You know, it's funny when I think, so I did a couple of things when I heard this story. One is I like to just go see what the, like the bright part take on it is. Because you, you. Would, you would think, <laughs> well, you than me. I like to figure this out because I, I, you know, one of the big things I have is like, well, we were in these two tribes and they just talk right past each other. So I was like, so what is the other side saying mm-hmm. about this? Because mm-hmm. you would think this in a, in a way has all the things that appeal to the right, right? Like he's Jewish, he's uh, a media guy, he's Hollywood. He's a Hillary guy. He's a Hillary guy. So, you know, there's a lot um, that they would uh, be able to, to bite into. And uh, what I thought was really interesting is what they went after was the fact that basically some of these Hollywood actresses are saying like, well, look, everybody who enabled this guy is complicit. Right. And... And I think that's an interesting thing because um, wait, think, are, they, are they agreeing with that? Just to no, clarify? they're they're getting that's how they're riling up their base. So the you know one of the things, and we'll talk about this, but like one of the things that the right always does, right, is there's these things that that the left, the liberals do that drive them crazy. Sure. And one of the things that it is is they they extrapolate from a single instance to all men, all white right, men, right. or, you know, they make these bigger sort of sweeping statements. Yes. And then that's... Um, all men are misogynists. Exactly. All mis- this is just typical white men doing white male things, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Breitbart went. And they, you know, I guess they had Rose McGowan and she's like, everybody, everybody who was in this was complicit. Do you think that, do you think that's true? I mean, do you think, because it's partially true, okay, right? So this is what's going to make people super uncomfortable, right? Which is that Harvey Weinstein is best friends with... Meryl Streep right. and Judy Dench, who apparently has a tattoo of his name on her ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's he's friends with people who are adored by many people, not just liberals. Um, so the question is going to become, like, do we now have to be pissed at Meryl Streep because she's friends with Harvey? Does she need to come out and make a statement disavowing her friendship with him of many decades? Um, or not. And I think she, that's what... Do you think what, she should? Would you like it if she did? <laughs> um, so I'm wrestling with my head versus my heart on this one. Um, my heart wants him to be demolished. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, there's a pattern of behavior that was more than just annoying to the women that he did this to, it actually was devastating. It was predatory, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that any man ever really understands that. <laughs> but that may be a different well, I question. I get it. I mean, I, I get... Do they? Because I think men think, well, if someone hit on me in a room... Uh, yeah, but know. I mean, if I was... Even if, if I was... Let's say I had a boss who was... Because uh, I've had, actually, you know, situations where... Did they it, look like... Were they female versions it, of it was, No, it was ma- male versions where I've been working for somebody who's male and, ah. and, and where I felt uncomfortable. I had one moment where I was sitting with a guy um, and he... He was, he was presumably straightening out. He was a gay guy, but he was straightening out his slacks. Mm. And he unzipped his fly all the way down and then unzipped it back up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I were a woman, that would that did make me very uncomfortable. But if I was a woman and okay. a man did that to me, were, that would also not be okay. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that was that was interesting. And but I didn't I didn't feel threatened, but I right. felt deeply creepy, right? Creeped out by it, right? Um, but um, yeah. So, so so that's the I mean so that's the issue, right? Which is like our 
you know, my heart wants him to to really pay a very, very devastating price for this. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I'm fighting my own tribalism a little bit. Really? Why? Already. Maybe. Thanks, I'm surprised. Maybe thanks to you. You shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on this, it's pretty like this guy. Anything they did to Bill O'Reilly, they should do to this guy, right? I mean, morality doesn't have like well, you I think can. The be... question is going to come down to the fact: it, Did he destroy people's careers over this? Wow! So you're equivocating a little bit. Uh... I'm surprised. <laughs> I really am surprised because I actually think it's pretty shut and you know shut and dry. Or what's the word? Cut and dry. Uh, cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, open and shut and yeah. cut and dry. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty pretty much like he, you know, did this terrible behavior. For a long oh, for time. Decades. And you honestly, know, like to me, that's ultimately maybe what it should come down to is this is behavior. He claims he understands that he did a bad thing. He claims that right. he's going to change. He's hired yeah. Lisa Bloom to yeah. counsel him. And I'm going to I'm going to fight gun, I'm going to fight gun control. He's like, I'm going to fight the NRA. Right. Yeah, like changing that's the subject, changing the subject. God, it's like out of um, Trump's book. Right. But this is something he's been doing for decades. And he was doing it as recently as two years ago. Documented. Right. Yeah. So these are the documented instances. Who knows how many undocumented ones yeah, there are? He's, I mean, he's, we know, we know, right? He's not a good guy, but so but here, nobody thought he was a good guy. That's the irony. But, but but here's so here's the thing that I think. So and I, I'm trying to look at this from the best. So one of my things from for me is I'm always going to try to take a look at the issue from the best possible light of the person that we're all attacking, okay. because I just think that's worth doing. And so um, so looking at it from Harvey Weinstein's perspective I'm like does he have a perspective and so here's here's I would say my thought on it which is to say and I have a point um, so let's say you're in this business where you're a Hollywood mogul right and you're this normal person and then all of a sudden you're now in the situation where women who are normally out of you know, your league out of your league right are now and, um, he's, and he's gross by the are, way. are now um, being sort of flirtatious and solicitous and all those things because that's what the, they're actresses. They're trying to get the part. Yeah. Then and so, and so, I think that there is a, and I think this is true for politicians too. There is a male response to that. We're all basically primates, and like you start seeing these women kind of looking you in the eye, making eye contact. Sure. Be, their body language is I mean, very even, friendly. I mean, I'm sure women were probably throwing themselves at him. And, and and so then the first one that throws themselves at you then positively reinforces it, and then you're like. Oh, like this is the deal. I'm a powerful man. I'm a I'm an attractive man, and mm-hmm. like these women want to all sleep with me. And so, and I think that that's how this happens, and that's why we always see this. I think we see this. We see it some in corporate America, but I, you see it a lot with Hollywood, and you see it a lot in politics. Yes. And no, because it's called men with power, Andrew. It's men with power, <laughs> but also I would say, and women who, in the situation where women are in roles where like they're drawn to that. No, no, not just that, but like that, that like where women, um, that part of what they're doing is being beautiful, attractive, and and flirtatious women. Like part of what they're doing is right, so you're you're treading into muddy muddy water. I, I hear you, but so 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 here's my now here's my point, which is to say, so let's just say that's true. Let's just say that that for certain industries or certain people or whatever, like. They're more fraught, like that. They're you're gonna. It's gonna be harder for our uh, Harvey Weinstein to um, be able to know what you know to be able to check himself. And so let's say that's true. So then, so then Mike Pence said, "I don't <laughs> like to be in a room or a lunch or whatever with alone another with alone with a woman, sure. unless like we've got another woman there or a wife there because." Basically, to check that instinct, he's basically like, I know that 
I may, I may mis misread it. I know that it might be a he said, she said thing. Right. And then everybody gets mad I know mad that I'm going to be tempted. And then everybody gets mad at him for saying And everyone that. said, how dare he? Like, how how come he can't? How? Why? Did, and I was like, here's a guy who's actually acknowledging that, that like, this is kind of a problem. That, like, that yes. um, right. men and, and female to, relationships. Right. It seems like what he's saying is a sensible response. I, it's, so, it's not sensible. Now, why is that? Okay. So, first of all, you say, you know, in certain industries, this is a problem. I would like to argue that it's probably in every industry. And the only reason that you hear about politics, entertainment, and maybe now Silicon Valley is because those are very, very, uh, you know, the media loves to talk about those industries. So those are the ones we hear about. I'm sure this is happening in the post office. Right. I am sure this is happening at your local insurance company. Okay? No, it, so it, it makes sense. So it's, it's anything where the male has power. It's and the woman... every single industry right. where this kind of sexual harassment and this kind of misbehavior, work workplace misbehavior, as they're calling it, um, takes place. So I just but, need to but say But not every industry is every – are women – necessarily trying to make themselves so in some industries i would say you know women are trying to project a um <laughs> an air of of non-sexuality right yeah, i i can i don't think that makes a difference to be honest like, you don't think, I, okay. I think you could interview women at car companies and who are who are business executives okay. and you would find the same thing your wife in fact is a business executive. yeah and i, I she, her, she, she does not dress dominated field she would dress differently if she was a professional actress okay yes okay fine um so uh, the second thing and the larger point is, um, you know, you're saying how can men be entirely to blame? And you're not the first person to make this point. Um, when women, especially women in certain fields like entertainment or maybe media, um, sexualize themselves or allow themselves to be sexualized, mm -hmm. how are men supposed to resist that? Or, or, or why can't they set up situa ways that... that that they well, that won't happen. Where okay. they can just so so. First of all, let's focus back on Weinstein for a second. Yeah. The people, some of the people he's accused of doing this to are actresses, but yeah. they weren't famous right. actresses at the time, right? They were like Ashley Judd, who's now very well known, was right. not very well known there, at that there, time. There's no doubt they that, are yeah. young women in their twenties who mm -hmm. had no power and who weren't interested in sleeping with him. Right. They were they were not interested. They were not throwing themselves at him. And in fact, not all of them were actresses. Many of them were just like production assistants. I, I get that. Um, yeah. So, you know, if he had all of these women who presumably were dying to sleep with him, they weren't. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not no, saying no, other women. I'm saying I'm just you know, why I'm just did he saying then have he... to go after these young women who were, were had zero interest in sleeping with him. Right. So, That's so the problem he got here. what happened was he got positive reinforcement that he could use his power to um, to get sexual things I mean, and then he, he became wasn't a, just being promiscuous no he, he was being, being predatory, predatory. I, we, we totally agree okay. so here's my question why don't for example Miramax say Harvey like you can't have a meeting with a woman without another woman in the room and why isn't that like a good policy right so in certain industries that happens I mean when we were in college together there was a professor who was very um, well-known for uh, behavior like this. Uh -huh. And the university did not fire him, but uh -huh. they did make a rule that he could not meet with undergrads of either sex, in fact, although I think his um, preference uh -huh. was young women. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't meet in a room alone with them uh -huh. uh, with the door closed. So that's the way they handled that. Mm -hmm. Now, do you see how that doesn't really fix the issue, which is it doesn't send a message to every other professor out there 
that if they indulge in this kind of behavior, there will be severe consequences. Because the truth is, he stayed in that job for I, I guess, decades. I guess the question is, though, like, are you about preventing? Like, are you about creating steps that are going to prevent this? Or are you about punishing, right? Are you about saying, like, hey, this is punitive and we want to change yeah, this behavior? Yeah, but is the point of because if, it's, because if it's natural, if there is something about it that's like, you know what, when a, when a woman, it never happens to me anymore, it used to, but <laughs> when a woman comes up to me and is all of a sudden flirtatious and making eye contact and she, her body language, like, it's just all of a sudden your brain just goes like, whoa. Yeah, but I like, think we're missing we're missing the point here, which is not this isn't about women who came on to Harvey. This is about women no. who did not come on to him. And but it's he both extrapolated but from maybe some imaginary scenarios I, that were invented. I get that. And and projected so, that onto women who so, didn't want him. And in so, fact it seems like he got a bit of a thrill. So I think what you're saying is like you want Mike Pence to not have those instincts, you want him to be able to take a, 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 a meeting. Instincts. Right. But you're basically saying that you would prefer that Mike Pence would just have a meeting with a woman and not do that and not and not come on to her. What and Mike Pence said would have been fine if the world were not set up the way that it is, where we have men in power positions in the vast majority of industries, in the vast majority of political positions. And, you know, uh, so if all men said, I can't meet with women alone, what is that going to do to the, those women's, those meet, women's yeah. you know, job prospects? Like, just imagine you and I could not be sitting in this room together right now doing what we're doing, right? Because yeah. you would be like, I can't fight my instincts and something might happen and I can't take that risk, right? So, so that's you see that that's ridiculous, I'm assuming. I I sort of do. I think, <laughs> I think that in a... I think that if you are Harvey Weinstein or if you're Mike Pence and you feel you know what, like, I'm my own worst enemy here. Like, this is a problem of mine. And so I give credit to Mike Pence for saying, like, you know what, I have lust in my heart. I, Whenever I had these meetings, I, I realized that things could go this yeah, way. I, I realize that, like, I think it is totally great that he says, I'm not going to do this. It's a baby step, and honestly, it's a baby step in the wrong direction. But it's maybe it's a Band-Aid, but, it, like, it's better than him sexually harassing a woman. I mean, it's it, it goes back to the same idea that like men have sexual impulses that they can't control. But do you do disagree with that? And uh, and they don't have to be responsible for controlling them. They do. You're making they, the women. You're putting the responsibility on women, and you're making women suffer. Or maybe their job. No, we're just changing. I think you're just changing the context. You're basically saying, hey, you know what? We're not alone, and I'm not taking a shower in front of you. I'm saying, like, <laughs> you know, what as you're doing. As far as anyone knows. Right? No, and I don't mean right now. <laughs> I, we are alone. I'm not taking a shower. But like, but in terms of like, that's a that what we're doing is changing the context from that's how Harvey would would start with being like, you know what? Actually, no, you're in my uh, my office, and here's my, you know, my assistant, and we're having a, a business meeting. We're having a real conversation. Okay, so they're definitely like, you know, there's a reason why some of this happens maybe more in certain industries, and Hollywood is obviously notorious for allowing all kinds of really terrible behavior on the part of their executives. He should never have been allowed to invite an actress or a. PA or whoever to his hotel room, right? Yeah. So somebody else helped him with that. And so if we're going to come back to the idea of people being complicit, yeah, you could argue that the that the industry uh, and its tolerance for lax behavior is complicit. So the, here's the step forward, which is that this is on the front page of the New York Times today. Mm -hmm. Everyone is talking about it. Uh, it's going to have a huge ripple effect, whether he sues the New York Times, which is a possibility. I know. I heard a $50 million lawsuit. Right. Yeah, he's really, be, he's really contrite. Could be, a, yeah. could be a bluff. Yeah, it doesn't seem to he's square with his just, statement of I think it's um, so responsibility. Funny. Yeah. 
um, you know, the, the step forward is that it was reported today on the on the cover of the Times, and that some actresses and some women have come forward and been willing to be named. And I also just want to point out it was two women reporters who. Um, yeah, and they well, and they and what it was interesting from what I could tell is like they actually specifically said. They went after him because they were like, who's who's like this on the on the left? Yes. And they actually wanted to make that case. Yes. And I think that's brave of them to say and to say, like, you know what, morality and especially gender morality, if that's a thing, like doesn't necessarily it's not tribal. Nope. Like it happens on both sides. Yeah. yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, so. and who, who stands by him and who denounces him. And we've been through this a little bit with Woody Allen, too. But oh, yeah. We can talk about, also, talk about that another day. Also a bad guy. Um, so, OK, so that. Was our first issue. We've got issues. Yeah. Uh, so now I wanted to go. So this was an idea, and this may flame out terribly. Okay. Okay. We'll give it a shot. So we'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. We might cut this. Um, so I was thinking about um, NPR. You like you're got to be you're as lefty as they come. So you got to be listening to NPR like six or seven hours 20, a day. And so uh, you must know that show, um, the quiz show. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait, wait. I've, yeah, been, I've actually been to a live taping. So. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you know how they have that, that bit, not my job? I do. Where you're supposed to yep. think about things. So I started I think, to cu- wait, just to set this up, I think they actually say that they invite very, very smart people on and then ask them about things that they know nothing about. Well, that may not so be the case like in that. this case. I know. I like that setup. <laughs> but, I think we should stick but to yes, that. But uh, yes. Since I'm the guest. Uh, in this case, it's true. Very smart people. Um, so, uh, so I thought I'd combine that idea of uh, this is called not my tribe, and uh, so this is going to be, uh, but it's also going to be like the NPR news quiz, but probably the stories that um, you didn't read because they're like the Breitbart version of the world. It wasn't in the New Yorker. And exactly, and so this is I think interesting because I'm just curious, and I'm curious for me and for our listeners, like how much of this stuff do you know? And my so there's twelve things. Uh, I think it's 10, 10, 10 points, maybe a little more. Anyway, if you get six, we'll donate $20 to the uh, gun control fund. That sounds reasonable. So that's, that's it. Okay. And there's some easy ones and okay. some other ones. All okay. right. So, my, so I have to tell you whether these are... You get to fill in the blank. It's just like, uh, oh, okay. you know, like him. So, oh, so the oh. feel-good story for the right, okay, this mm-hmm. week was that a man at a Vegas hospital did what? Now my keys. Donated blood. No, no. Um, and I'll uh, give you a hint. Uh, when the president came. Do you know this? Threw paper towels at him. No. No, that's what the president did. <laughs> I thought maybe he was so returning did, the he was, a, he, was a, he was a military guy and the president came. Do you, do you know what he no, did? I have no, I You don't idea. know that story? No, I do That not. was one of my easy ones. Uh-oh. Okay. So uh, he, he got shot in the leg hmm. and he stood when the president came in because uh, as, a sign of as a sign of respect to the president. That was like one of the biggest stories. Does he also play for the NFL? No, but uh, so I thought you'd get that one. Oh, no. Uh, that was one of the easy ones. All right, here's here's we're, the second. We're off, we're off to I've got to go with the second easy ones. This is easy because there's only two people this could be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get it right. According to Breitbart, uh, what former first lady said when she attended the State of the Union address that she would notice that the Republican side was all men, all white? Uh, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Did you know that story? Did you hear that? Mm, no. But of course, right, because yeah. it could only be really her or yeah. Hillary. Um, so, so, you Breitbart have one really, point. so Breitbart really liked that, that she did didn't that. like that. Right. <laughs> and, and so you, what you'll see is like all these stories have a theme and I'll mm. and, and I'm, I'm we'll kind of get yeah. getting to that. So um, all right, here's the third one, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> um, Lindsey Graham this week ang- angered uh, the right wing. And this was another one of the big stories by telling a group of, of, of uh, DACA immigrants mm. essentially what? 
um, that he would stand up for them and support their right to stay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, good. So that was ding, ding, ding. And, and so the question is, like, and like they hate Lindsey Graham uh, on the right wing. It's very interesting. Like, because you would think here is like this. The super rights wing. Yes. But he is. He's a guy they do not like. So and, you're yet, doing, and yet he also, um, you know, helped bring back a zombie uh, health care, uh, Obamacare repeal bill. Okay. So he had some things going for him, one would have thought. I, I, uh, I'm I, surprised that they hate him as much as they do. I, I don't quite get it. All right. So so you have two he's points. Est- he's established. You two have two points, but they get harder. OK. okay. We'll All right. So um, here's one. Uh, oh, and so here's a bonus from that one. You get two points if you get this, but it's just a bonus. So this was remark was made at an event that Breitbart called the, the blank event, who was presumably the sponsor or somebody who paid for it. So who do you think sponsored the event where Lindsey Graham, um, famous uh, person who uh, is somebody they hate, who sponsored the event? Hmm. Is it a corporation? It can't. Yes, sort of. Yes, sort of. Um, um, I have no idea. A liberal corporation? Yeah, think, think, yeah. Apple? Very close. No, oh, Mark Zuckerberg. It was a Zuckerberg Facebook. event. Oh, nice. Yeah. So apparently, I think Zuckerberg is like the one that they're all going after now. They're nervous like the, about him. They're nervous. All right, now this is great, and this is a gender-related one. Oh, okay. okay, according so to Breitbart. you say that like it'll make it easier I, I, I thought this was fascinating. I have gender, but I, you do too. I did not know this myself, so I think it's interesting. According to Breitbart, two feminist legislators want to consider stealthing rape. What is stealthing? <laughs> I mean, Do you know what stealthing is? Oh, God. I mean, I'm trying to imagine the worst thing I can Oh, see, you don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, what is stealthing? Feminist senators right, want to so the, stealth rape. So this is something that, um, that men do, um, that w- women feel like that's a version of rape. Oh, I see. They want to call um, they want to cat call, calling rape. Oh, that would be very, that would be very broad. <laughs> is that going too far? Well, no, I mean, look, I think... Uh, Catherine McKinnon once said that all sex was rape. So, like, you can't go really okay. too far. Okay. But, but no, this it's 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 uh, probably worse than cat call, a lot worse than cat calling. Oh, okay. They but want it's not, to call sexual harassment rape. No, I'm going to just tell you. Yeah. So, stealthing is removing a condom during sex. Oh. So when you're having sex, if you take your condom. Right. I've been off, married for 20 years, so I guess. Right. Why, I guess that's why I don't know. That. You think that's rape? <laughs> I don't know. It, but it's something. I mean, I don't but know I if think it's it, rape any more than like a woman who doesn't take her birth control pill and yeah. has sex with her whoever partner. Anyway. All right. Uh, I'm not sure this bit is working, but we're going to keep going. Yep. And I'm almost done. Um, okay. Uh, I liked this one. So um, according to testimony by Frank Wolf of Virginia, this is another story maybe you know not hear of, but mm-hmm. if we don't take bold action in Iraq soon, it will be the end of what? And this was on the floor. It will be the end of the United States of America. No. Oh. Um, it will be the end of, I don't have a clever one for this. Christendom. Apparently. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's amazing to me. That like, 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 we got to go fight in Iraq well, to save Christendom. That's, that's Bannon's, you know, that's his. I, well, this is all from Breitbart. A, Bannon is on a one-man crusade. Uh, he I'll, thinks that uh, he, that's what he thinks. Is, all right. Uh, we, is, have, we have two more. Okay. You have what, three points? You did okay. Here's and, and this one's this one's an easy one, I think. What famous singer's daughter? I mean, that narrows it. <laughs> also, who's a singer? Um, supposedly Miley said Cyrus. murderous NRA members should face a firing squad. Um, Roseanne Cash. Oh, that's such a good guess. Because she did write that op-ed in the New York Times. That's such a good guess. But it's not true. Nancy Sinatra. Oh, 
Oh, God, I was like even on kind of the right track, right, right generation. And then uh, finally, um, here's the last of our quiz. Um, this is going to be an Ann Coulter question. Oh, <laughs> so according to, you might get it. Trying to kill according me. According to Ann Coulter, CNN found the shooter's mo- motive. Okay. Oh. What was the shooter's motive? According to Ann Coulter, according to CNN. Okay, so I, I can guess this. You got to, yeah. Yeah, his motive was um, to do something so horrible that... Uh, the NRA would have to capitulate on gun control or that the Democrats would finally um, get gun control measures passed. It was a false flag operation. I, um, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a really strong answer. It's not the answer. <laughs> um, because, and I think the reason you didn't get the answer is because like all these things have a kind of, um, I find have a, a sort of a theme. Okay. But according to Ann Coulter, CNN said that the shooter's motive was that he was white. Wow. Okay. Right. No, I don't think I was on the right track then. Um, but that so so it was funny about that kind of that whole like so I just spent like half an hour on Breitbart and kind of looking at this and basically five or six of these articles um, of of like the ones that get like ten thousand comments. Mm. Every one of them basically said um, was 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 one or another like spins on like on how this legislator or this liberal person or this media, mm-hmm. you know, blamed X on white people. Right. And I actually, I think it's interesting because if there's one thing that I think is the one thing that needs, that could change or needs to change is that I, I think there is kind of a, a um, there's a way that folks on the left talk now where they're like that's the one last thing that's st- it's still okay to do. It's, it's okay. still okay to right. say white so men. We're getting down to the blah blah blah. We're getting down to the nitty gritty and, here. And what I found was so interesting is like this, not that that's whether that's true or not. Like that's. Well, I think what, we can categorically say that CNN did not. Right. Give of course that not. As his motive. But these yeah. guys get so triggered by that. They yeah. get so triggered by the if I can use that. And I wonder whether, like, actually... <laughs> I take offense as a liberal. I take offense yeah. that you're and using the I word actually, Well, it's funny. Not only <laughs> that, I actually wonder whether or not we need political correctness on the other side. Okay. Whether, in fact, we need to go to a point where we say, you know what? You can't, you can't actually... It's, you're perfectly reasonable to say these things are true. But, but when you do it, it offends people. And because it offends people, then we can't connect and then we can't talk. So So what do you think? I think that this gets to the heart of what you and I are going to hopefully continue talking about. Yeah. Um, Which is, uh, you're a generally reasonable, Mm -hmm. well-educated. Handsome. uh, Handsome. Yeah, we can say that because we're on, we have no video. Uh, And uh, not that it would, (laughs) not that it would negate (laughs) that. Not that it would help. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, Kind-hearted, I would kind, say. Oh, yeah. You know, father yeah. of two. Father of two. Generally, a nice person. Uh huh. Um, as far as I know, and there's always a but after <clears throat> just right about now. And you have been feeling attacked, uh, and you feel attacked because it suddenly seems okay for everybody to turn on men, especially white men, especially relatively affluent white men. Um, and accuse them of being something simply by virtue of being that, yeah. Can who I, you are, right? Who you you were born that you were born a white guy. Yeah. Can I interrupt you for just a second sure. to put a, a slight spin on that, and then I'll let you continue because mm-hmm. I know you've got a point. Mm. Um, what I would say is, I do. I actually, you're right. I do feel that 
um, a little bit and only really felt that a little bit maybe this last year where it kind of yeah. started to bother me. It's, it's blown, um, it's blown but up. But what I am seeing is um, that this sense of grievance and victimization and and anger that has toxic that has toxic results. It's, it's, but it's what I feel a little bit like those people on Breitbart feel it a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so even though, yeah, I, I'm sort of like a little bit of a, maybe the canary in the coal mine for the liberals or sure. for the white males on sure. the on the kind of lean left. Mm-hmm. That um, it's partially that, but but it's more like sort of like, hey, if I'm starting to feel that way yeah. a little bit, yeah. then maybe sure that's a big problem. Absolutely, and I know other men, uh, other friends of mine who yeah. certainly feel the same way, and yeah. that they don't have, they can't speak up. Because yeah. they are afraid of getting attacked. And in fact, this is what this entire idea for this podcast came out of, which right. is that I post something on Facebook, you reply, right. and a million angry women <laughs> uh, and a few you know, trans men jump down your throat and tell you, you know, that you're wrong and this is why you're wrong. Right. And, or that you're mansplaining. When uh, mansplaining became like an okay word that yes. everybody – like. Yeah, no. Right? Because you can't can't explain something if you're a man without mansplaining. Right, right. Okay, so I guess um, all I'm going to say to you, because I think this will be a longer, you know, fruitful discussion for us, um, but all I would say to you right now is to Mm -hmm. do what I'm trying to do and what Mm -hmm. I've tried to do since the election, which is to accept the fact that I didn't feel under attack. Uh, I didn't feel blamed for being a white person until now. And, you know, when 53% of white women voted for our current president, yeah. whose name I'm not even going to say. Um, really? You know, I really... He will not be named? It's I, like a I Voldemort thing? I can't say his name. Really? <clears throat> nope. Come on. I really say, can't. You can say it. I can't. You can't? No. President I call him 40, Donald... I call him 45. J. Trump? Is it I J. call Trump? him 45 with an, ast- 45, with an yeah. asterisk. But I can only type that because that's awkward to say. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, when 53% of white women voted for him, suddenly I became suspect by virtue of my race and my sex. And so, you know, I guess what I'm trying to do is understand that there are populations in this country that have felt this way forever. And so if you feel uncomfortable... Right. Um, it's okay. It's not only okay. It's, it's by just desserts because they, they felt no, that way. No, it's not a revenge question. It is actually gives you the opportunity to maybe understand a little bit what it feels like to be a person of color in this country or a woman in this country. But, it, but what it does, though, well, it's funny, right? So, like, we were having an interesting conversation on one of your posts, um, and it was about, like, okay, here's this problem. What are our solutions? And, like, and, of course, like, yeah, you know, all of our bright minds thinking about things that we can't change. Yes. And, uh, and then someone sort of said, real problem here is this is a white guy doing white things, Right. And and I just like and part of me just said, like, I just shut down when you did that. Like, right. why did you do that? It, it, and it turned out like, you know, I know it's, it's actually not. I mean, there there are basically two types of mass shootings. There are like the white male shootings and then there are like Muslim shootings. Sure. And those are basically the two types. And then there's like a few Asian and whatever. But like it's one of those two things. Mm-hmm. But um, and but it's basically 
the mass shootings are pretty statistically represented across all sorts yeah, of different races. Yeah, but that person races. took away your voice by saying that. Well, it, how you it didn't even, right, it wasn't even so much my voice. That's sort of a very liberal way of thinking about it. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't have no voices. I can't speak. No, it's not that she took well, away my voice. Well, you she shut you down. She just, no, I could have just kept on going on. But I was just, basically part of me said, like, for, I was like, we were working together here. We were talking together about, like, right. hey, this is an issue. And now you've attacked me based and now on we're my no, now I got to sit there and now defend be white men, and I don't really feel like doing that. Sure. I actually wrote a whole thing, and then I was like, I'm not going to do it. Good for like, you. Like, I, I didn't, just because it was like, what? Like, but it, seems so, counter, it feels counterproductive. I really think it's counterproductive, and I really feel like it's fueling this, um, it's fueling this, this, problem we have in a way that nothing else is worse. So I don't entirely disagree with you. And I think that's part of the reason I agreed that this conversation this between car. us right, would be maybe useful. Awesome. Last topic. You sure. quit America. Xanthi quit America this week. She wrote a really <laughs> long piece uh, about why she was fed up. Yeah. And I just thought I'd ask you about that. So, sure. so what do you think? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge that it was, in fact, very long. It was much too long to post online, and I wrote it anyway because I had to get it off my chest. Uh-huh. Um, Would you put it medium or? Uh, half post. Well, oh, you're still a, a contributor? Yeah, I mean, pretty much anybody can be a yeah. contributor. Not me. It's not that special. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking through a lot of things this week. I was thinking about having this conversation with you. I was thinking about... Um, this horrible shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, I was thinking about what I've been thinking about every day since uh, our current president announced his candidacy. Um, And it all kind of came together for me um, in part because my parents, who are not American, uh, asked me recently if I was uh, proud to be an American. And I think they were genuinely wanting to know. Yeah, I'm sure like most foreigners at this point are kind of wondering that yeah, about Yeah, and us. my parents have lived here for, you know, 40 years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it spurred me to write this piece that... Uh, and, you, and you kind of came out sort of saying, like, yeah, but no, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, right. that, that's, that's kind of where I stand right now. Right. Uh, yes, yes and no, but I'm surely not the only one. And I think, you know, the larger point for me, which I didn't put in the piece, in fact, is, uh, you know, I've been volunteering to possibly help people pass the citizenship. Uh-huh. Test. <laughs> why do you want to come here? We're right, terrible. Right. And, and so I've been thinking a lot about, you know, why That's did I become a citizen? And was that a good idea? And what reasons did I have for doing it? And um, did you now you said when you together. were abroad and you were in Britain, people were like, well, we hate Americans. Were you at that time feeling like more proud of being an American or or, I was, or were I was. you sort of one of those sort of like, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, that was during the um, George Herbert Walker Bush presidency. Oh, that Bush. Okay. It was it was pre we were OK. Pre by, w. Right, yeah. So we were like bad, but not yeah. terrible. Right. Uh, and a lot of the bad things America did at that point, nobody really knew about. Well, I think I think it's so funny. I mean, we just had eight years of Obama and like we don't get any credit for that. Right. Like, you know, at some point, yeah. like we're already, you know, know, right. Like. Yes. We elected a black president. We, you oh, know, he won guy. the Nobel Peace Prize. I know. And now it's sort of like, oh, no, the terrible back, back nation. To there. The, back yeah, to and we are back. Word. We did swing the other way. But at the same, same point, like, same country, basically, same people that we were five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I think that's, I mean, that's that's what's gotten everybody's head spinning, right, is uh, it just seems inconceivable yeah. that we could be both. I think but, you, you should, know, we're a contradictory country. I think you should stick with it. 
I think you stick try. with being, being an American. I'm going to try. It's hard to get rid of, apparently, because they want you to keep paying. Yeah, no, taxes. no one else will take us. You now, can't probably. renounce. You can't yeah. renounce your American citizenship yeah. easily. Is so that right? Well, you do. You have. It. You have British citizenship. You yes. can't be. You used to be European now, yeah. just English, sadly. Well. Right. I think that wraps it up. That is our first episode. We'll see if anyone listened. Hey, if you are listening and are listening up to this point, we really thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, You're our best You should, like, now. email us just to let us know, like, I heard the whole thing and I heard the very end. <laughs> and then we'll be like, wow, we got that one. I think, you know who I think it's going to be? It's going to be Toby. Toby will be the one guy. <laughs> one guy will listen. Our mutual to, friend from will, college. Will listen to the whole thing. Yes. But, um, and if you do uh, listen to the whole thing and you have an office in New York to record, we want to thank Firstborn. Thank uh, you, Firstborn. Which is uh, an agency who let us record here, um, here in New York. Because Xanthi, uh, of course, is in Brooklyn, and I'm in uh, fancy Connecticut. So this we're both was, bridge and tunnel. We're, we're meeting uh, halfway, as yeah. it were. Um, so anyway, thank, thank you, you, and uh, we will see you next time. Yep. Bye bye.